All right, Peter, it's time for another character portrait. Yay. This week, we are featuring Kanan Jura or Kanan Jarrus yep. or Kanan Jurus or Kanan Jarrus. All right, so Kanan was born Caleb Doom. Mm. We'll get into that later. He's a Force-sensitive human. He loves to doubt himself. And he rocks a killer goatee. This may be proof that he loves the Dave Matthews Band, is a novice hacky sack player, owns three or more pairs of cargo shorts, minor in Afro studies, dabbles in drum circles, and orders sangrias no matter the weather or reason. I think you have a similar goatee thing going on, too. That's, I don't have a goatee. <laughs> but he rocks a goatee. And none of that's true. Yeah. Um, Caleb Doom, D-U-M-E, um, was born 33 years before the Battle of Yavin. Um, so around the time this is happening, he is about, what, 30? Oh, he's like 28. Oh, he seems older than that. But he's about 28. Huh, interesting. When, uh, I thought he was older, too. When this is happening. Um, during the last years of the Galactic Republic, uh, because he went straight from his home world to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, where he would be raised as a Jedi, he never knew his parents. We also don't know where exactly he's from, but there is considerable fan speculation that he may be from Lothal. Hmm. Um, why this is significant, he may have huh. some connection to Ezra. I don't know. That's just fan th theory and speculation. We don't know who his parents are. We don't know where he's from. Interesting. So fans have kind of gone crazy. I don't know that I'm crazy about he's from Lothal. I don't think that's consequential at all. Like, yeah, like maybe that means he's connected to Ezra, but I don't It'd be know, very like, Star Wars y, but I also kind of hate that because it's kind of yeah. like how they think Ray needs to be someone's yeah, daughter like, yeah. because Luke was someone's exactly. son. Like, it could just happen once and yeah, it could be fine. Exactly. So I'm okay with not knowing Caleb's, you know, background. Um, he was chained at the Jedi Council on Coruscant. Here are some cool interactions he had as a initiate. Initiate is what you are before you're a pad one. And as a Padawan, as a youngling, he met Jedi Master Illuminari, Illuminari Unduli once. Mm. He remembered her as brave, compassionate, and disciplined. He often heard Grand Master Yoda say, do or do not, there is no try. That, mm. you know, refrains. So that's where he recognizes that from. Uh, you know, I recognize that too. That doesn't make me special. Um, <laughs> he also did some saber training with Ahsoka Tanu. That's awesome. Yep. He also attended a class by Madame Jacosta Nu on how Padwans are chosen by Jedi Knights. Is that the librarian? Yes, that oh is. Oh my that's, gosh. This is Jedi such a librarian. Cool, such a cool character. So he went to some classes by her. Not, All right. Um, and another occasion, he attended a lecture by Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Jedi Temple's Central Security Station where he learned about the Jedi recall signal, like we talked about earlier, which during he inadvertently gave Kenobi the idea to use the beacon to warn Jedis away. So that comes from Caleb. Huh. Um, uh, one day uh, away from the initiate trial. So before he was a Padawan, he had to go through the initiate trial. So he's pretty young. And he was practicing with some buddies, uh, Azuma and Quid. And Yoda was watching him practice. And he, like, trips and he hits his head. And so Yoda says, you know, go to the medical bay. So he goes to the infirmary. He's healed. No big deal. As he's leaving, he sees Master Depa Balaba recovering in a Bacta tank. And he feels this, like, weird connection with her. He likes, and this is all happening in those comics, by the way, which yeah. are freaking awesome comics. And he feels his connection with her. And in that moment, she, she wakes up 
and she sees him. And so um, eventually this leads to her taking him on. Not, well, more stuff does, but she takes him on as a Padawan. So he moves from the initiate trials into a Padawan status. And Balaba um, instructs him in the ways of the Jedi. I'm not going to talk too much more about this. Just read the comics. They're amazing. Uh, but Kanan, uh, eventually, he or Caleb, he's he enters into the Clone Wars with Balaba, mm-hmm. and this happens in the comics. And then Order 66 happens. Balaba dies protecting Caleb. Caleb's able to run away and then kind of moves into a life uh, goes into a life hiding on the planet Cobbler, where he meets the smuggler, uh, Janus Casimir, Janus Casimir, and he's this Calorin. He's the native of Cobbler, and he's yeah. like, it's a cool, it's a cool character design. It's it a, is. It's it's a species it we've never weird. seen in any movies. No, and it only appears in this comic. And at first, when I thought I was reading it, he was a Lasat, Lasat, because oh. he looks kind of like Zeb, but then he also looks like a. Togruta, which is what Shakti and Ahsoka are, yeah, but he's really more reptilian. And the most, the best line from the Wikipedia entry about these is they have no apparent need for footwear. <laughs> so, anyways, this guy, Casimir, trains him to hacky become. Sacker. <laughs> oh, hacky sacker. Casimir <laughs> trains him to become a, a smuggler, a thief, uh, takes him, a, you know, teaches him how to be a pilot, basically to live a life as not a Jedi. Huh. So, Kanan's in hiding. Um, really quick, New Dawn, the book that highlights Kanan's and Hera's relationship, or not the relationship, but how they came together. Um, it's like there's this intersection where Kanan, after getting caught up with the rebellious group that has Hera involved in it, Kanan helps her prevent Count Vidian from destroying Cinda, this planet in the inner room. And then during the con- the conflict, um, Kanan makes the decision to stay with Syndulla, with Harris Syndulla on the ghost because he reveals to her that he's a Jedi because in this moment where she almost falls off a bridge, um, uh. Kanan like saves her. And later on, according to Wikipedia, he develops a romantic relationship with Syndulla, but it's still, I'm still not convinced of it. Hmm. Um, have you been watching the new season? Um, so, I'm intentionally not watching season four. Okay. We'll get, we'll get to that in season four. I'm intentionally not watching season four because I, I want it to come when it's released as a, a whole, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Um, I just not, I, it's like one of those things where I'm not ready for it to be over. Uh, it's like, I've seen every episode of Battlestar Galactica. And you <laughs> I hate, don't get this. You this drives me, me freaking I, nuts. <laughs> I've seen every episode of Battlestar Galactica, but the final episode. Oh my gosh. We used to watch this show together. We watched every single episode, and then he wouldn't watch the end with me. <laughs> um, some behind-the-scenes stuff about him real quick. According to Star Wars blogger uh, James Byrne, the name Kanan was based on a road in Malibu, California. Um, also, Canaan had different meanings in different cultures. Uh, the word, it can mean friend, forest, or guide. In Arabic, the word Canaan means trader or merchant. Um, this is, there may be some suggestions, the biblical reference of the biblical, biblical land of Canaan. Um, and then final note here, um, of course, Canaan is voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to ask you right now to end this character portrait. What's your favorite Freddie PJ movie? Can't hardly wait. Really? Yeah. You mean she's all that? No, you're using can't hardly wait, right? 
Yes. Um, mine, it's a tie. Between the appearance where he's the male nanny in Friends, <laughs> or I still know what you did last summer. Uh, that's a good one. No, I know what you did. I still know. So that is, uh, that's Kanan. Are you looking up right now that he's in Can't Hardly Wait? I know. I'm really nervous about it. Because I'm like, part of me is like, is he in oh Can't Oh my gosh. Nope, not in it. <laughs> he's not in Can't Hardly Wait. That's why I was oh like, gosh. I mean, she's all that. Because she's all that, Can't Hardly Wait, 10 Things I Hate About You all kind of blur together for me sometimes. Yeah. So. Let's see. So what's your, I don't like she's all that very much. So what's your other Freddy, favorite Freddie PJ movie? Um, I'm going to say Scooby-Doo. Great. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening to my character portrait. Thank you, Mike. Now, you ready to get a little deep? Always. It's deep dive time. So I prepared a little thing where we talk about Kessel and slavery, greater slavery within the empire. So as we mentioned before, this is the first canonical appearance of Kessel. It was mentioned in a new hope by C3PO. He's like, Oh, they're going to send us a spice man to Kessel spot on C3PO impression. Um, (laughs) And then also Han Solo mentioned doing the Kessel run famously. Um, but it's never been seen. So you were saying it looks a little nicer than you thought. Mm-hmm. So it's split up in hemispheres. It's ruled by a royal family. And actually, the southern hemisphere is like really temperate and lush and like mm. beautiful, evidently. And that's where the royal family lives. And then the northern hemisphere, hemisphere is like harsh and where all the mines are. And Basically, this royal family just kind of like turns a blind eye to what's going on because it's making them super rich. This is so Dune. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I haven't read Dune yet, but yeah. So the majority of spice mining, which we said before is a hardcore drug, is done by slave labor, like basically all of it. Um, And Kessel's mines are exceptionally harsh. So back back in the Galactic Republic days, it was outlawed. But because the Outer Rim is so far out and hard to police it still went on famously anakin was a slave on tatooine and they even put a device in him that would explode if he tried to escape (laughs) that's the best part of the movie (laughs) yeah um so after the galactic republic is gone and the age of empire comes around slavery becomes more institutionally common so it's they don't care they actually are part they actually partake in the slavery um so particularly among alien species so we talked about this before but the empire as general think that aliens are inferior to the human dominated uh galactic empire so they enslave aliens especially wookies who were actually classified as non-sentient so hmm. they were just basically They didn't believe that Wookiees, like, had a soul or anything like that. Um, So they invaded Kashyyyk and enslaved everyone. Um, So there's a book called the Aftermath Trilogy. Um, It's whatever. whatever. But one of the interesting things, which I think you'll like, is it deals a lot with the New Republic. This is after the Empire's gone. They're trying to form a new government. This is before Force Awakens, but after Jedi. 
and there's the new Republic and they're on a quest to pay reparations to the species that were enslaved by the empire. Mm -hmm. And as part of that, they launch a big battle to liberate the Wookiees on Kashyyyk. So this is a quote from the book where they're just like, I have, we have so many slaves. Like, what are we even going to do with it? So there's a command, an Imperial officer that says, we have a surplus of slave labor, but what to do with it? Could the Wookiees be farmed for their meat? <laughs> Presently, it's stringy and tough, but maybe they could be fattened up or modified in some way, crossbred with another species, perhaps. <laughs> so they had so many Wookiee slaves, they were thinking about eating them. <laughs> I imagine they taste like venison. Yeah. I don't think they'd be very good. Um, but here's a fun fact that you are going to love. So in Aftermath Empire's End, which I think is the third book, yeah. Han and Chewbacca storm the slave camps on Kashyyyk after winning the battle. They're kind of doing the sweep to just free everyone. Mm -hmm. And they end up freeing Chewbacca's son, Loomp Awaro, who was first Lumpy. featured in the holiday special, which means Lumpy. They call him Waru in this because they, I guess they want to differentiate it, I Ugh. guess. But Lumpy is officially canon. Not only do that, not only that, but they mention Chewbacca's wife, Mala. Ugh. She's not in the book, but she's mentioned by Han Solo, who was created for the holiday special. So the message, Mala, the message. I think that means the holiday special is canon. Holy crap. Life Day exists. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to insert celebration music right now. Ugh, Life Day is real. Yeah, so uh, even during the New Republic's ban on slavery, um, some of the shadier places in the universe still practice the trade. So, for example, in the Poe Dameron comic, mm -hmm. there's a First Order Security Bureau agent named Tyrex, and he has tons of slaves. But I thought this was interesting, and I, I kept it in here because notably... Captain Phasma disapproves of ownership of slaves mm -hmm. yep. because she thinks the First Order is purer and stronger than the Empire. Yeah. And I just read her book, and it totally coincides with her beliefs. Oh, yeah. So I think that's that's kind of interesting. I love that. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Uh, we're a new podcast, so please tell your friends to leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast aggregator. Connect with us on social media by searching Rebels Rebels Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Shoot any questions to Rebels Rebels Pod. We're on Twitter, too. That's what I said. It's said Twitter. If you like dad jokes, I connect with it. us on Twitter. I already said it, man. Um, yeah. And uh, until next time, be brave out there. Don't look back. Don't look back. Bye, everyone. Bye.